All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls from around the world, welcome back to another episode of In the Huddle, EP 284. And man, it's going down per usual on this show. And you know what? In the Huddle is a system more than it is anything else. So we swap out guys, you know, even when our co-host is now on the show because of prior commitments, we have contributors and podcasters just like ourselves who just come and fit right in and get their perspectives on what's going on in the sports world. And I always love when I could collaborate on an episode with like-minded, or even if we see the game differently, just people with the same goals and aspirations, and sometimes even bigger, and it opens up your mind to the possibilities of what the world has to offer. And ladies and gentlemen, it's going down. Like I said, I ain't going to waste no more time. I'm going to introduce the one and only, if you watch the show, you know who this guy is. If you watch it long enough, if you don't know, well, now you know, a.k.a. I got Biggie Smalls right now on my shirt. As you all know, it's all good, baby, baby. But without further ado, and I'm going to stop with the fooling around here. What's going on, my guy? And um, just tell us a lot about your show and how could my listeners get in tune with what you're doing? Um, Well, first of all, if y'all don't already know, it's Trip Young Real Fans, Real Talk. We air uh, every Thursday night in New York City on uh Verizon 43. Um, you can also check us out on the web at realfansrealtalk.com um, and on uh, the YouTube channel. You can get our exclusive interviews, youtube.com forward slash uh, for the fans productions. I got a funny story about the about your shirt, though. Okay, so let I, me hear it. Um, so I shot a shout out to the Art of Dialogue. I shot an interview with uh, Kirk Burroughs. And in the interview, he's talking about the story behind the baby that was on the picture. He actually ran into a woman who was pushing a baby in the stroller and that baby was in the stroller. And he, you know, so he got them to come and do the, do the picture for the album cover and whatnot. Oh, nah, that's a good story. Ladies and gentlemen, y'all getting gems already here on the show. That's why you tune in. Thank you, Anthony, for that. And um, salute to all the dialogue for putting out the good content that he does. I'm always on that. And um, salute to Kirk Burroughs. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, it's time to begin the show. We got a lot of topics, and we're going to start with some overreactions or reality. Because we all know around this time in the NFL season, especially on a Monday, there's a lot of overreactions. And we have to set the room temperature down a little bit. And sometimes overreactions are actually facts. We're going to decipher which is a fact and which is an overreaction. And that's what we're going to do. And we're going to start it off. NKC as Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs dominate the Bucks 41 to 31 on Sunday night football. The Chiefs has silenced their critics in the post Tyreek Hill era. Is that an overreaction or is that reality? And talk to me. Um, I mean, you always gonna have critics, but it's is it's, it's a reality, man. The, the the Chiefs are looking really good this season. I know everybody was like, yo, y'all traded Tyreek Hill. He's one of the best, if not the best, wide receiver in football. But it's just a testament to how good Patrick Mahomes is. I mean, he was literally out there dancing on Tampa uh, yesterday in that game, doing all type of crazy passes. You know, what a difference an offensive line can make. Um, you know, and they got a couple of, couple of younger receivers. Juju is, you know, he's all right, you know, too. But... You know, one big thing they got that security blanket. The best uh tight end in football, Travis Kelsey still. Um, 
They've been getting, you know, some stuff from the running game. The defense has actually been surprisingly better than everyone thought it thought it would be. Um, but but yeah, man, Patrick Mahomes is gonna carry that team uh at least back to the AFC championship game. Yeah, I'm gonna respectfully disagree here. I'm gonna go overreaction on this one. And the reason why I'm gonna say overreaction is because I feel like the Chiefs been getting enough traction. Okay, everybody wanna talk about the Chiefs and you know how good they are, and they deserve to be recognized the way that they are because of six straight, you know, division wins and the titles that they won in the division. But I think they all comes to a point where there's going to be some regression. And I think when you trade away your most lethal weapon outside of Mahomes on the offense, the most scariest weapon on the offense, if you ask any defensive coordinator, Tyreek Hill, there's going to be some growing pains. And I was talking about it with my dad today, and we want to see consistency. When you look at two games, possibly three, probably two, that the Chiefs played in this year, they were supposed to lose those games. One they actually did lose, which was against the Colts, and another against the Chargers, in which Mahomes was actually bailed out of four interceptions, and it was a slow day for the wide receivers. So before I come on the show and say, oh, they're going to be fine without Tyreek Hill, I need to see week-to-week production. Okay, two games, that was great. Against the Cardinals, woo Against the Buccaneers, woo-hoo, I get it. That's two games. They also gave me two bad games. I'm not going to lie. The way how this game started last night, it couldn't have started any worse for the Buccaneers. They took the opening kickoff and then they fumbled the ball. That's two extra possessions on a short field. And now the Chiefs were able to go up 7-0. And now Tom Brady and the Bucs is playing catch up the whole entire game. I want to see them do it more often for me to go ahead and say they're going to be fine. Because we all know the lethal weapon that Tyreek Hill is. That guy was making plays before Mahomes got drafted. He's making plays during Mahomes, and he's making plays after right now, clearly, with the Dolphins. I mean, yeah, he is. He's he's making plays. But, I mean, the Chiefs are 3-1 uh, and one right now. Um, you know, it's the team as, as as a whole. The offense has been potent. Listen, and, and you and I both know every victory ain't going to be pretty. There's going to be some ugly ones where we, we got out of there alive. You know, maybe that Chargers game. At the end of the day, the Chargers had opportunities to win that game. Justin Justin uh, Herbert didn't do what he was supposed to do. Mahomes did. Same thing with the with with the, with the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers defense, you know, it's it, they're they're healthy. They just ain't playing the way they've you know we've known them you know in in the past. But they they were there. They couldn't stop. They couldn't do nothing with Patrick Mahomes. He was dancing on them all day. Putting up all type of crazy, crazy points, crazy passes, and and all of those receivers, they came to play football. And you know, on the other side of that, Brady wasn't looking very Bradyish. He hasn't been looking Bradyish, you know, much this season. I would say this too. You know, when you talk about this game, sometimes the best team wins on a given night, right? They just have more talent. But I don't really think that was the case here. I think it was more. Andy Reid scheming up a good game plan to win the game. Sort of like the Super Bowl, even though a lot of people like to come with the excuses. Oh, Mahomes didn't have his lineman. Oh, Mahomes had a turf toe. Listen, y'all was the same cats picking the Chiefs to win the game despite everything you knew. So I'm not trying to hear that. You could oh. put that to bed. But I would say... Excuses to the Bucks right now for losing this game then? It's not really excuses. I just think that Andy Reid, <laughs> you know, not- schemed up a good game just like how Todd Bowles and Brian Levich. On the biggest stage, two black offensive and defensive coordinators show that they were capable head coaches. We all know Byron Levich had the inside track to the Jaguars job before they decided to go with Urban Meyer. And now looking two years later, 
Todd Bowles is the head coach of this team. So they were able to flash their genius on the biggest stage of them all. And Andy Reid was able to do so in this game, just putting Mahomes in a great situation. You know, the running game got going. And there is a misconception that I think a lot of people will, you know, they talk about the Buccaneers. The last two years, we have been the best run defense in the league. But so far, not this year. Last week, Aaron Rodgers was, excuse me, Aaron Jones was averaging four or five yards a pop. You know what I'm saying? Including a 20-yard run. So I think it's more about us playing well and playing better and playing Buccaneer football than it is the Chiefs showed me something in this game where I'm going to gravitate to it and say, okay, this team is better without Tyreek Hill. Well, I'm I'm not going to... The offense itself, I wouldn't say it's better without Tyreek Hill because you're talking about a top three wide receiver in football. So, you know, to lose him and not replace him with somebody of his caliber, obviously, it, you know, you're going to take a hit. But we're talking about the team as a whole here. Your question's about the team as a whole. The offense might have took a little hit, but the defense actually looks a lot better than we've seen uh, the the past two seasons. So it kind of is kind of balancing out. And then, you know, when Mahomes playing the way he's playing, listen, you know, you don't like what he's doing, stop him. Stop, who who's you ain't stop him. That's the thing. He, he did what he wanted to do to the to the Bucks. He did what he wanted to do to the Chargers. He did what he wanted to do. Uh was it to the to the to the Cardinals in, in week one? He pretty much did everything that he that he wanted to do. No, they couldn't stop him. So he's still that guy right now. He's still he's still the, the best quarterback in football right now, still Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I'm gonna have to respectfully disagree with that again. Uh I'm not gonna go through that rabbit hole right now. You know, I just think right now, and nothing to take away from Patrick Mahomes. I get it. The Frisbee football is cute. It's, it's good looking. It could bail you out of some plays. And he has ultra-talented gifts that God gave him. And nobody's going to deny that. Look, the guy has accomplished a lot. But I think when we talk about who is the best quarterback in the league or not, I just find myself saying, you know, well, what there's a lot of quarterbacks. him This early in their career. It's not even about that because I think when you look at football, and the team reliancy in sports, especially in football, more so than basketball one-on-one or, you know, you playing offense and defense or, you know, um, tennis one-on-one, boxing one-on-one. This is the most team-relying sport. And I just find myself also not only taking away credit for Mahomes, but actually giving some to go around the pot, which is um Eric B. Enemy, offensive coordinator, which is Andy Reid, your Hall of Fame coach pre-Patrick Mahomes. And now he's still doing his thing with Patrick Mahomes. So I give... All the credit around Tyreek Hill, another guy we're talking about who actually helped this dynasty. He actually helped them win that playoff game, you know, with 13 seconds. That's you know, out of the picture now. It sounds like the things that you that you that you get in at, at Mahomes for you, you you cutting Tom Brady slack on. I mean, look, to be fair, and I end here, to be fair, Tom Brady, a lot of people said he couldn't do it without Bill Belichick. I'm not taking in anything away from Bill Belichick. He's still a hell of a coach. He's a hell of a coach. But we know what Bill Belichick record and resume was before Tom Brady. And we damn sure now that we're watching the game in this era know his record without Tom Brady. And we know Tom Brady's record without Bill Belichick. So we actually have facts to justify, you know, um, the situation. Tom Brady's the GOAT. You're not going to get no argument out of me about that. However, look what it took for him to get a championship in Tampa. He said, yo, not only... Do do I, I I have Mike Evans and Chris Godwin? 
I'm just going to go. I'm going to call Gronk, tell him to come out of retirement. I'm going to call AB, tell him, listen, can you stop messing up for a couple of weeks so we can get to this Super Bowl? Um, Leonard Fournette, can you come over here too? Because, you know, I need I need some, some things. I need some help around me to kind of get this job done. It's crazy because Tom Brady won, what about, like six rings before he did that? Not like a guy like LeBron James who never won a ring before he decided to bring the party with him in Miami. So, you know, Tom Brady is a guy that we all know he's a GOAT. Mahomes is on his way. He's on his way to being, you know, one of the Hall of Fame quarterbacks that we look at and say, all right, he's that dude. But he's not touching Tom Brady's GOAT status. And I don't think losing Tyreek Hill will help that. 